0: This podcast is dedicated to those who lost their lives in the helicopter tragedy at the King Power Stadium. The thoughts of everyone at Echoes of Glory are with the friends and families of those who sadly lost their lives. Welcome to Echoes of Glory Season 8 Episode 10 I'm Jack And I'm Kevin I'm Sam Let's start with Glenn Hoddle So there's some tragic news that came out uh, about a week ago uh, almost About our beloved Glenn um, Who unfortunately suffered a heart attack at the BT Sports Studios Um, Fantastic work by all of the emergency services that have obviously helped him The cameraman apparently at the BT Sports Studio who actually saved his life by using a defibrillator if the reports are that correct. Um, so I wanted to talk a little about, bit about Glenn because he's your favourite player, isn't he, that you've that you ever seen? Oh, yeah, yeah. a doubt. Um, and a lot of people of your generation that saw Glenn have all, all say he's the greatest player that they've ever seen live. So what was it about Glenn that made him such a wonderful player? I, th- I, think,
1: the, I think with Glenn, he was probably, you know, two decades before his time in a way because yeah, had he been the player he is today, he would have been at Real Madrid or Barcelona, because he he really is that good, um, probably still is that good. You, you know, you see him now; he's, he can still play football. Um, I think it was just it was a different play. He could play with both feet. He had the skill in the. You have to remember in the seventies, Jack. You know, people used to go out and play dirty, not like nowadays. You know, if he'd have been playing nowadays, he'd have had a lot more protection. You know, you look at all the, the likes of Eriksson and Ali playing for us. You know, Hoddle is miles ahead of them too. So for those that have.
0: That didn't see Hoddle or maybe haven't watched much footage of him online. What type of player was he?
1: Um, I think, I think modern day, if you're a Spurs supporter, you could look at his passing range was like a bit like Tom Huddleston. You know, obviously Tom was probably about sixty percent the player mm. name was, um, but he he could run with the ball as well. A lot of people say oh, he was a bit slow and that he'd make the tackle still. Um, his passing range—I think with left and right-footed—was was magnificent. His shooting, um, from outside the box, his free kicks were fantastic. Um, technically, he still is the finest player I've ever seen. Mm. And
0: if he played in the modern day, where 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 would he play? Just for the more
1: for the younger if listeners. You liked, if you could say um, he would probably play, I would have him playing probably. So if you've got, say, Dembele play, or Dyer playing in the holding role for Tottenham, he'd play alongside them. Mm. Because he'd be the one that would bring the ball out. So like Winks has been playing. Or, the dictating the play. Well, yeah, of course he and, would. Yeah. You know, you'd have a, bit, a bit like D. a Paul Scholes type-ish. For, for passing, yeah. yeah, without a doubt. But as you see, you know, if you go online and watch some of the stuff, you know, he, he could run with the ball as well. Um, it was both feet, and I think dropping of the shoulder and getting mm. out of small gaps. Mm. He he just he just absolutely had it all. Mm. I think hopefully you know in the modern day he'd be used properly by England. Mm. Fifty three caps was a was a travesty. Mm. I mean we went to Wembley and saw his debut, mm. and he scored from outside the box, and then was dropped, didn't play in the next mm. game. You know, and that's what it was like under Ron Greenwood. It was absolutely scary. You mentioned I mean.
0: that goal for England. What are some of your favourite goals that you saw that you saw Glenn? Score for Spurs. I,
1: th- I know his favourite goal is the volley against Manchester United. Yeah. Um, in the League Cup, um, I the ones I've seen. I was lucky enough to see him live. You've seen the Watford one, which was when he chips it over Sherwood. You've got the Oxford one when he bursts oh, through it. the players and. So describe kicker.
0: describe those goals then. So the first one, the chip, talk talk it, us through that goal.
1: It, it's a bit like a Cruyff turn, really. You know, he's got his back to a player. He just does a little cry of turn, really, inside of the foot, round the player, and then chips a six-foot-two goalkeeper from inside the box. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Then there was the, you know, the Oxford one when he, he got the ball in his own half. He just drew two defenders in and went basically ran through the middle of them. Basic stuff. Dropped his shoulder, um, took it round the keeper, stroke it in the corner. Lovely goal. Great volley against um, Nottingham Forest, the one where it didn't touch the uh, floor. Yeah, kick, that's a kick great out. goal, yeah. Um, Jerry Armstrong is involved in that mm. that goal. Um, fantastic goal. Um, and the goal in his debut against Stoke with his left foot from outside the box. Again, that was against Peter Shilton as well. I know one of Stato's favourites is the goal against Liverpool at Anfield which is an absolutely mm. stunning goal must be 30-35 mm. yards what
0: I love about him as well is all the goals that you're describing there they're all different some are him beating defenders going clean through on the keeper and scoring yeah. some are him smashing it in from 30 yards some are curlers some are both feet I just love that all all of his goals are different.
1: Free kicks as well. You know. You look at the free kick nowadays and uh, people want to come and, you know, Ronaldo-type free kick, you know, you want to come and try and put a bit of pace on the ball. Um, A bit like we've seen Trippier doing for England Um, and for Tottenham recently. It was just, let's get the ball over the wall, and you get the ball over the wall and it's in the net. um, And and he was at at that mode. But, yeah, um, desperately, desperately sad news. Hopefully he's on the mend. Mm. You know, I love him as a commentator. He yeah. talks so much sense when he, when he, you yeah. know, when he, when he commentates. It's, it, you know, he would have been a big loss, and you know, think and and I've never managed to meet the great man, which mm. was always a uh, hopefully mm. I might. People be that always seem to forget as well that he he had a spell as manager
0: for us as well, um, which was fairly unsuccessful but then we were in a very very unsuccessful yeah. period what are your memories of him as, as a manager firstly when we appointed him
1: what was your reaction it was a strange appointment really because he replaced george graham and george graham had won one extreme the,
0: to the other yeah, yeah
1: but george graham had won a trophy the year before and then uh, you know levy decided to axe him i think levy has said it was uh, his heart ruled his head mm. and it was probably the same for all of us and it was it was a shame when it didn't work out but he hasn't quite cut it as a manager, and um, player manager he did, um, and I thought he would have, if it had been given more time of England, you know, he got handed out the England job for non-footballing reasons. Comments I think he made, mm. you know, fifteen years previous, um, but I think it was just um, he's just before his time on everything. Mm. But a great
0: player, fantastic <laughs> pundit, <laughs> like I could listen to him for hours yeah. talking about football. So. Get well soon, Glenn, yeah, and hopefully well you're back soon. on back on our screens and back at Spurs uh, in yeah, the near future. Let's hope so. We've got some games to review, um, starting with the Champions League game against PSV, which feels like months ago. Ages it's ago. only just over a week or so ago. Um, so the game finished two-two. Um, we were leading two-one in that game. Uh, We've not long left. I actually thought we played fairly well in that match. We created a lot of chances. We looked more dangerous going forward. And then there's a moment of madness. <laughs> <laughs> from Loris, who comes absolutely charging out, takes their striker out, red card. In a situation where we had the game under control, couldn't really see them scoring. to then that happened, and you've got 10 minutes of absolute chaos. And they scored from it. I mean, Sam, do you think that's the end of our Champions League campaign now? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I've... Mathematically, we're still in the group. And if you win the remainder of the games, you've got a chance. But yeah, I don't, I don't. To see us getting from this. Point. We've got to beat PSV at home, Inter at home and Barca away. Yeah. And hope results go our way. So yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it happened. But I mean it's the highest level of football and you can't switch off for even a minute and it it, it goes to show that no group or no team's easy yeah. um in the Champions League. Yeah. It was a frustrating because, like I said, I did feel like we probably created enough t- to win the game. Oh, we definitely did. We definitely did. But I I don't think in in my opinion, I don't think we were ruthless enough in that game. I think when we got the second goal for most of the second half, I mean, me and you were watching it, Dad, and we yeah. there was quite a bit of complacency. It was a little bit, in my opinion, it was a little bit casual at times. Training ground. And, yeah, and I feel in them talk of games, when you can smell blood, so to speak, you've got to go in for the kill and try
1: and see the game off, because against any team in the Champions League... They're always in with a chance of getting back in the game. I think it was a repeat of the inter-game, unfortunately. Yeah. Where, again, another game you should have won. We was per- and you know we threw it away at the end. Why and Why we, we, be, so we... We've let a lot of goals in late Why is that happening? Season? Why are
0: we all of a sudden... We look vulnerable in the
1: last five minutes
0: of games. Yeah, it? Why is that? What's caused know. that? Well, PSV games are a separate thing. Because I'm a big fan of Hugo. But if he doesn't make that tackle... we see the game out. Going down to 10 men and having to defend the first... Gets the crowd up as well. All of a sudden the opposition have got a bit of energy and, and they smell blood. But you've still got to do the basics, which I didn't think we did. We did panic. And I don't know what it is this season. We've looked vulnerable from late in games but from set pieces in games which is very uncharacteristic of Pochettino teams.
1: I think we're giving away, we often talk about it when we're watching games or if we're watching it live, we're giving away too many free kicks in the wide areas mm-hmm. again where we're giving people the opportunity to put the ball in the box and we're not the tallest team out there, we're not the tallest team out there, we should still be deal, dealing with it, of course we should, mm-hmm. we've still got a few you know, really good headers of the ball in the team I think that's the issue we've got to Mm -hmm. stop giving away silly free kicks and the difference is as well
0: especially in the Champions League you can be a bigger team than the opposition if you're giving free kicks away in the Champions League the delivery is always going to be better and I'm 6 foot 2 I could be marking a player that's 5 foot 10 but if the Delivery is perfect. I'm not going to do nothing about so it. So I you'll
1: get half the yard in front of you, it don't yeah. matter how tall you are. But
0: we've we have looked, I agree with you, Sam, we've looked vulnerable most of the season from set plays, which it's is a worry. Insane. And it is strange because we're we're a big aggressive side. We're a good defensive side yeah. as well. So it is a, it is a little bit strange, but it wasn't to be, unfortunately. But I put pretty much all of that. Draw on Loris I do. doing and what he did, and also there's like everything that could have gone wrong in that game did go wrong. I mean the disallowed goal it was disgraceful. It was disgraceful. I we don't know what
1: twice, didn't we? everything that know. could have
0: gone wrong before the Loris sending off did. I think we were massively unlucky up to that point. But I do agree with you. Hugo's decision making has got to improve. Is he is he Spurs' number one still? Yes, one hundred. What do you think? Yes. See for me. I wouldn't be putting Gazaniga in ahead of him because Gazaniga, who's been fantastic and we'll come on to him later because he was brilliant at West Ham again, in the four or five games he's played for us has been outstanding. He hasn't made a mistake in in those games. Incredible. But he's played five games. Loris has played however many it is for Spurs, France, or the top level. So I wouldn't contemplate putting Gazaniga in ahead of him. However, I think Loris as a player has peaked. He, he can't get any better, he's only going to start to decline now and I think at the end of the season, that's a position where we're going to have to have a look and look at alternatives because I'm now not convinced that for the next four or five years he's going to be our long-term goalkeeper. I don't, I don't know, I, I think, I think that, that what's happened outside of football has affected him massively and yeah. I think you can see that in his performances. Yeah. I think he's trying so hard to be the captain and the professional that we know and love and I think it's a tough spell for him, but I'm I'm sticking with him, stick behind him, and I'm confident he's a World Cup winner. He's a fantastic goalkeeper and a great professional. I have faith that he will be able to push through this and get back to his normal 10 out of 10 I form. I hope so. It just worries you when you've got a goalkeeper that isn't putting the defence on edge, because yeah, you can, you can see players. that a little
1: bit now. The defence are a little bit like, what's the keeper going to do, which is a real... Worrying. Worry, you. If you're going to be a top team, you've got to have a top goalkeeper, and we've seen that with other teams. You know, um, as I said before, you know, in the, in the, in the day of the seventy million pound goalkeeper, you know, we're not going to be going down that route, are we? Let's be honest. But we should it. be, though. You know, so we should
0: be. I don't think we should panic yet. No, no, and I w-
1: like I said, I wouldn't be
0: putting, I wouldn't be dropping him and going to the extremes of no. Gazaniga has to play every no. game. But I would be looking at that now and thinking, yeah. okay, what where, where's our next step going to be? Who's our next goal? I think he'll be? be aware of it as well, though. I think he's, he he realizes his performance levels have dropped. so I think he'll be aware. We've just we've said this a few times on the pod in the last month or so, but it's a really interesting period for Pochettino because th- this team that he's built. Has is now coming towards an end, and he's yeah. going to now have to start looking at okay, what is my next team going to be? Like what Ferguson did, every four or five years, Two a new a, a new team would emerge that would be the side for four or five years. They would age, the next lot would come, and you look at our side, and you've got Loris performance wise not been fantastic. Toby and Yan, outstanding. But if you look at their ages, late 20s. Well, the Tongan's 31 now. So you, you do have to start thinking okay, how long is this player going to be around at that level? The Tongan's not showing me any signs that he's going to decline. But you do have to think he's probably going to start getting injured a little bit more. Yeah. And it's just an interesting period that he's now got to start bringing through the next group of players. It is exciting, but it's also a challenge, and it's yeah. a unique point for him in his career it is. because he's not had to do that. And yet. it's buying the right players
1: to fit in around. Where we've been yeah. lucky, where we brought in Dyer and Ali and players like that, you know, five years ago, for relatively cheap money, and um, then days have gone. But then players are there if you're prepared to go and get them. Um, I'll come on to something about that later on when we talk yeah. about well, There's the definitely game. players
0: in the lower in the leagues. the lower league, there's so many yeah. players, but you've got to give them a chance and you've got to give them minutes, you've got to give them game time, otherwise, they won't develop. If Deli Ali comes just the first season and sat on the bench, he would not be the player he is Which now. Which, interestingly, he probably would have done had we not had so many injuries. Because you, yeah. you, people do forget That's that. that, that say, when when he first problem, came...
1: Someone comes in and does well and, and you know you, you, you gain a player
0: from nowhere. Marcus Rashford at United. Yeah, yeah. He was nowhere. Yeah. Injury crossed up front, chucked him in. Yeah. Look at him now. Fantastic player. Um, frustrating uh, frustrating yeah. draw for you anyway. Then on Monday night, we played Man City at home. Mm. Um, this was a really in- interesting one because we went into this game for the first time in ages just expecting to be comfortably beaten. Yeah. That was my... Obviously, I, I was, I was not, yeah. behind the team wanting us to win and all that. But that was the first game really for a couple of seasons where I've gone thinking we don't really have much of a chance there. If we got a draw, wow, what an amazing result that would be. Um, and after four minutes when Maris scored and put City 1-0 lap, I was thinking... OK, this could be a cricket score now. And I actually turned to Steve alongside me and said, if you offered me 2 nil City, I'd probably take that no. now. Because I, I, I did fear the worst that, oh, Christ, this is going to be an absolute annihilation. Um, but you know what? We matched them for large periods of the game. They controlled possession, especially in the first half, and always looked to fret. But then City are always going to do that, aren't they? Whoever yeah. they play, they're yeah. always going to look to fret. But I think what was interesting from our point of view, especially in the second half, is... We really stop them playing in dangerous areas. You can't stop City playing, no No. way. Fernandinho is one of the best players in his position in the world, he's an absolutely brilliant player. Similar role to what Biscuit's plays yeah. for Barca. You can't stop him. You can try to restrict him and try to control him a little bit. And in the second half, how many forward passes can you really remember him playing? Not, not that Not that many. In the first half, every time he got it, it just felt like he was the quarterback, yeah. which is probably appropriate given all the NFL yeah. branding. Yeah. The ball was going into him and he was just spraying passes left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, Pep came out, didn't he, and said that, Spurs actually, you know, countered them in a really effective way. So that's all credit to Pochettino.
1: But we we had enough chances to get a point out of that game. I think the Lamella one, you know, in the second half, you can blame the pitch. But you're a professional footballer. You should still have your foot over that ball. He, he it was he missed it by a mile. Let's be honest. Yeah. If it, it bobbled and he hit the bar, fair enough. But he was playing NFL. It, it, right. it was way over the bar. Um, it was a shame well. it was a great move you know we exploited Cole Walker like we should be doing that, he had a you know, poor game actually Walker yeah he looked a bit nervous and a bit mm. edgy he was a bit like reminded me when Campbell used to play against us a with, um, no no wrong with, wrong with, with Arsenal but no no, it's disappointing I think that we didn't get a draw jack Yeah, really and you mentioned Sam the Kane chance in the first I, half I as
0: actually, well I, I was really really it was one of the most frustrating reactions I've had to a Spurs game this season because in my opinion we should have won the game I think that um Lamella has to score, the pitch didn't help but he has to score, he had enough time to take a touch, it was a rubbish miss. Harry Kane was excellent throughout the game, playing against one of the best defences in the world, but he goes through, his first touch is heavy. Yeah. If that first touch isn't heavy more confident he scores and Sissoko was put in who had one of the best games I've ever you seen know. him have Sissoko but he, um, his decision making in that if that was different I think we should have got Sank out of out of that game and it, it's good that Guardiola's saying we count them very well we've we played on Pochettino it's like we're happy with the performance but if we genuinely want to try and win the title which is the aim for Spurs because mm. we're big enough and we're good enough to do it. They're the type of games that I think we need to be ruthless from the beginning. I think we grew very well into the game, but if we started as we meant to go on,
1: I think we could have got at least a draw out it's of it. It's a bit bit fanciful thinking, really. But if we'd have beaten City and Liverpool at home, we'd be top of the league. Mm. So it's fine you, it, it's, it's far, fine margin. I was pleased the way we played against City. We tried something different. Yeah. We played a few more long balls. Nothing wrong with that, especially um, second half. Second half, but we battled a bit more in midfield, as you said, and and we forced them ten yards back mm-hmm. in the second yard in the second yeah. half, which I thought made a difference. Yeah. I want
0: to talk about Sissoko as well because the last few performances yeah. he's been putting in, he's not just been playing fairly well; he's been one of the best players on the pitch comfortable in the league, in the, league the, love, the, the last lost, two times know. he played he has been by far the best um what what's changed with him is he playing a different position is he is it just that he's getting a bit more of a run in the team what do you think has caused this
1: bit of poor performance say, Jack, level you know I, he's a good player whatever way you look at it he's just not done it for us but he, he obviously you know he's got it in him mm. um I felt a bit sorry for him that he's often comes on as a sub for the last fifteen twenty minutes. He's used in various positions, mm. and that can't be easy as a player. Mm. You know, one one week you're doing this, and one week you're doing that. So he helps the team out, and he must be doing something right in training because otherwise he wouldn't be anywhere in the, you know near the matchday squad.
0: I think he looks quite fit at the moment yeah. as well, which That's he's strug- he's struggled quite a lot yeah. to to be fully fit and ready yeah. for games. He's always had a bit of a niggle, or like you say, he's yeah. not got. That many minutes, and he struggled really to be match sharp, yeah. but I feel like somebody has sort of said to him, "Look at yourself in the mirror you're a six foot two powerhouse unit get the ball." don't try and step over anything fancy get the ball play quickly and use your physical attributes yeah. because that's what his strengths are if you think back to all the good things he's done in his career it's all been literally getting the ball and running at people no, not much skill involved let's be honest but using what his skills are which are his physical size his speed yeah. his strength to intimidate opponents I think he's been good I think the systems that he's played in the last couple of games have suited him the four-three-three. Playing in yeah. playing a 3 in the midfield and him playing especially on the right of the three, not only helps him, because it gives him the license to pick the ball up and drive at the midfield, which is a frightening thing, I wouldn't want him running at me, but also, him being in the team gives us a good aspect for Trippier, because when he gets forward, suzoko has got the discipline to to let Trippier go and do what he's good at going forward, so I think he's, he, he always had the potential um, it's just taking him a little while to find mm. where he fits in our team. Yeah. Hopefully he can put a bit of a run together now and play like this for the next the rest of the Definitely. season. Definitely. Yeah, well you know the game's coming thick and fast, we you know yeah, it's a squad him. game when we yeah. need him. I just wanted to talk as well about the state of Wembley. Yeah. The NFL branding everywhere, the marking still on the pitch, the state of the pitch. It was embarrassing to see it, and you think like they would have at least painted over the NFL logo, it was just, I was, uh, when I got there and saw the state of it, I was a bit like, oh, this is, this
1: is bad. There is absolutely no way the NFL would allow Premier League logos to be seen. Uh, They would be buzzing the NFL with it. It it. It should have been green paint all over it. Of course, we knew it was going to be bad. It was the circumstances, the way the fixtures worked out. You know, we could have played City on the Friday, the previous Friday, but it's just the way the fixtures all worked out. Um, and with Europe, it all went against us, and and playing obviously the uh, the League Cup midweek as well. Um, UEFA, worryingly for me, are going to have a look at the pitch on Monday, and it's not going to be a lot better. And we, you know, we could be in trouble over it if it's really not up to scratch I,
0: I mean, I think about some of the t- teams that play in the Champions League in the about, state yeah. of their stadiums. I, don't. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I, don't I, think I just don't. I don't appreciate the effort that Wembley have put in for us as a club. We're a huge European club. We've put so much more publicity to this incredible stadium. Yeah. They had over 24 hours to to make changes to that pitch. They're not going to make it pristine, but it looked like they didn't even care. Yeah, what did they actually what do? They I do think to green to paint
1: me. on all the numbers. That and, and would have on made a NFL. little difference. Yeah. It, was just,
0: it was very, very poor.
1: They're saying an NFL stands to not finished lane, weren't they? <laughs> I see in the well, NBA. the club
0: have also come out in the last week and announced that all of our home games up until and including Wolves on the 29th of December are all going to be played at Wembley which is more disappointing news but it's not surprising because anybody that knows anyone that works there or has seen pictures of the inside yeah. it is so far away from being finished at Stadium yeah. that even stuff in the new year is going to be a challenge they're throwing crazy money at contractors there are people that are actually quitting their full-time jobs, taking a six-month contract to work at the Tom Stadium and making more money in those six months than they, w- they would have done in the year yeah. in their job, which is remarkable, absolutely
1: it's, remarkable. It's really disappointing that we're still at Wembley, but I think now's the time we've all got to stop moping about it, including me, and we've got to get on it, we've got our traipse up there, and we've got to get behind the team. because Which the,
0: I think we're doing, the by players, the way. The,
1: the, players, the players must feel the same way. You know, you know, all our games have been away now. You know, yeah. for, for you know, what we played probably sixty, seventy games away nearly now.
0: If um, if let's say hypothetically we're not gonna pl- we're gonna be at Wembley for the whole season this year. Hypothetically, would you rather the club come out and say we're going now we're gonna be there for the rest of the season, or would you rather them do what they keep doing and doing it in? drips and drabs do it in drips and drabs would you prefer that so you'd prefer at the end of December them to say we're playing all the games until yeah. end of February yeah. and then so no, on I'm and so on i prefer them to be honest I with think
1: us. I would because I think otherwise everyone's going to go in a meltdown no,
0: they need to be honest with us from the start like you said anyone that knows anything about a big well, a humongous scale building project like the ground is and think about 18 months ago White Hot Lane was still standing yeah Right. and you've got to put into perspective the amount of time that it takes and appreciate how quickly they've done what they have done yeah. it's not the builders fault that it's not ready it's the board it's Daniel Levy and the board's fault that they're not being honest to us from the start unrealistic deadlines I think it's, deadline. Yeah, just I think it's the extraordinary
1: the work that's been done in, in 18 months it's unbelievable when you look at it yeah
0: and the final game that we need to talk about <laughs> is uh, the second time that we've gone to the London Stadium in the last 10, 11 days. Secondary this time games. to play West Ham in the, in the Cup. And it happened again. Yeah. It did. Um, that's three consecutive wins for us now at the London Stadium. Two this season and the league won last year. We won their 3-2 last year. So three in a row, which is excellent. Um, there were changes made to the lineup. So Gazzaniga came uh, in goal. We had Foyf playing at the back. Walker-Peters playing at the back. Aurier came in as so well, hasn't played that much this season. Um, Lorente was up top. I was really pleased to see Eriksen and Deli Alli back, and we look such yeah. a better team with Deli Alli in it. It's incredible. Um, but we were outstanding. Again, from minute one to minute 90, um, we controlled the game, we passed the ball well. I thought Harry Winks had a great game. He transitioned the play from side to side, excellent, ran at the opposition. Um, Sun was back in, scored two goals, two Really good goals as well. The strike on the first goal where it's played to him and he just hits it with his left foot in the top corner. He's an absolute blinder. The second goal, Deli Ali picks the ball up, plays a lovely ball through. Difficult for the defender to deal with because he's off balance, but he's poor defending. Sun gets it, he's running clean through on goal. I actually thought he'd messed up the chance because he couldn't get the ball out of his feet and he was right on top of the keeper. But round the keeper, ball in the back of the net at 2-0. And then we looked so comfortable, and it's what you were saying earlier, Sam, about it looked training ground. Keeping it, no tempo from the opposition, game's done. Let them back in with a goal, set-piece. Silly goal. Really, really poor goal, 2-1. And then there was, it felt like there was going to be an onslaught. I was thinking, (laughs) right, here we go, brace yourself. The last 20 minutes are going to be a fight. We pretty much go straight at the other end. Lorente... Who he hasn't played much. I'm not his biggest fan. He had a good game. Yeah, I thought he played well. You, you got to credit players when did, they did, play, well. Hold, play well. held the ball up well. Did linked we the good play out. nicely. Yeah, and I also felt like we played to his strengths a lot. No more. point having him on the pitch if you're not going to play to his strengths. Yeah. I think that's been a problem with him. I'm not the biggest fan of him at all. But I think it doesn't help when you try and play as if Kane's up front. You can't. You have to play to his yeah. strengths. that's right. Yeah, but um, but he took his goal. He took his goal. Really goal. Really well, it was nice it. to be honest, it was a good performance from Spurs, but it's what okay. I expect playing a rubbish, poor side. Yeah. It's, I it's, think um, it's
1: I, what should happen. I think there's a few things to come out of the game. Um, a lot of positives. You have to think about our starting lineup. Did have nine four internationals in it, apart from Walker, Walker Peters and the goalkeeper. there's no squad depth. And there's no squad depth is what everyone says. And and you know, you've got you've got Rose on the on um, you know, still on the sidelines injured and Vertonghen you know, arguably you you have got a double team, you know, you've got your twenty-two players, you know, they might be not be at city standard, but they're not far short of it. Um you, you mentioned earlier about central defence and about Vertonghen and oh. uh, Hordeveld. And I thought the, the two in central defence were excellent. Yeah. Both of them had cracking games. And they've and never I, played together even No, before. and I thought uh, you were saying, Jack, when we were watching it the other night we, 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 with Sanchez and his co- the, the coaching he must be getting mm-hmm. because the positioning on some of them crosses where he was was absolutely spot on and the clearances that two of made, the last-ditch tackling some of them made, it was a real, real, real big positive for me, that was. I think... Um... needs to get
0: insane amounts of credit for what he did in that game. For someone that's so young, to come over from Argentina, um, a big, big move for him. And to come in and show that level of maturity in games like that, that are not easy to play for foreign centre-halves, it's not a nice place to go West Ham. I thought he was outstanding. And you talk about moving on and the next team that's coming through you're looking at moving Jan and Toby on your two centre after sitting at the club already without a doubt Foyth and Sanchez are the two to lead us forwards I look at Foyth and I actually think I could definitely rest of this season and next season see him being utilised in midfield because the way he takes the ball he his passing range is brilliant but like I see he, he get, gets the ball at the back and just glides past people which is interesting because he is a young man he's Twenty twenty one years of age max. He's only really been playing centre half the last couple of years, which I found fascinating. That his yeah. whole career, growing up as a footballer, he's been an attacking midfielder or a centre forward, which I think is incredible. So yeah, it's to so have, strange. You know, have, have only recently made that transition to centre half is extraordinary. And like I said, some of the the challenges, but the all round play, reading the game, being in the right position. Getting rid of danger before it's you even there. You were watching an English centre-half play, an old-fashioned English centre-half, which was brilliant. It was like having Dors back in the he side. He did make um, a Ledley-King moment. He did. Where he sprints back. The tackle. Last-ditch yeah. tackle, and then they brilliant. score from the resulting corner. <laughs> Just like what happened with Ledley in the tackle against yeah. Iron Robin. Oh, exactly yeah. the same. Brilliant oh, yeah, challenge, yeah, yeah. score from the resulting corner. Forgot about that.
1: There was one bit before where he, uh where they'd made it 2-1. And we kicked off top and it come back to, now you expect any young player just to launch it, yeah. you know. And he took a touch and took it wide of the West Ham player and, it, and I thought, mm, that was good, you yeah. know. And played it to feet and we didn't give the ball away straight away and, you know, the crowd is up and, you know, you've got the silly bubble machine going everywhere, you yeah. know. So it was good. i really pleased. Um... I, I liked the reaction for the West Ham fans when the third goal went in there was a lot of arm waving at the front mm. and that and a lot of disgruntled people mm. and obviously a lot of people dressed as white seats towards the end of <laughs> Halloween, the Halloween wasn't was, it uh, so it must have been yeah, a seats. and then seats, a, a, yeah. a mention as well to Oliver Skip who oh, got on great, to make right, his
0: yeah. debut so again another young player he's in massive regards with everyone at the club mm. 18 years old, he plays in the twenty-threes pretty much every week, and he's a key player for them. He looks like a real excitement. You could see he was obviously buzzing to be on the bench, nervous, but then when uh, he was told he was going on, he, li- he looked see- as I white see- as those seats, see- see- didn't I he? I love yeah. that, though. It's brilliant yeah. to see players that are passionate about playing for this club, and I feel like the majority of our team is filled with that now. Players yeah. that have got a connection to the club and want to play for the shirt. It's really good yeah. to see. I think
1: I the think funny thing for me today at work was I was uh, working five minutes from the ground today. Literally, I could have walked to the ground in five minutes. I was on the Olympic Park, and... Driving around, seeing the ground there today, really, really to made me yeah. smile. <laughs> yeah.
0: but a fantastic result. Yeah, you know what? Brilliant. To have gone to West Ham, as, as better as we are than them, to have gone there twice in 10, 11 days and have won both of them games, that's excellent. You know, that shows real maturity from us. I think I said to you last night, if you'd have offered me a draw in the league and a winning the cup before those games, I probably would have yeah, taken yeah. that. We'll I probably that. would have, just knowing that West Ham for us is away is a difficult game. So to I, go there and
1: get two comfortable wins is excellent. I think we need to finish the job now and beat him at home in the league and knock him out of the FA Cup as well. But yeah,
0: four four difficult. victories. And obviously that win last night we were rewarded with a quarter final tie nice, easy away draw. to Arsenal, which is what a draw. That's it fantastic. It was it was a disaster, let's be honest. It isn't it isn't it? We we you all want Burton at home. That's yeah. the draw you want. If but if you but for me like You've got to this beat the best what, teams to win it. You're this in the is quarters. what these moments are about. You've got to beat Chelsea or City
1: or or Woolwich. You said the Virginia, best teams,
0: though, and I don't think Arsenal are. There's, there's, they're not the best team in it, and I think it's a great opportunity for us to just remind Arsenal who the best team in North London is <laughs> and put our foot down with them and go there and win at the Emirates. gives us a good opportunity to do that as well. I actually think the fact that it's away is better for us. Yeah. I, I think, think so. if we'd have played them at home at Wembley, that would have been a tougher oh, game. Okay, yes. Yeah, it would be a yeah. tough game. What will be interesting about that tie will be what teams both sides put out. Because if, that hadn't, if, if Arsenal hadn't had drawn Tottenham, they wouldn't put out the side that they're going to put. They'll go strong, we will go strong. Because you can't not in that no, game. No, I want you, the fourth strength, You can't fourth not strength, in yeah. that this game. Is now, where,
1: this is where you want Arsene Wenger back. Because he would have arrested everyone for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But you have got to bear in mind that that, that is coming up the Wednesday before Christmas and you've then got four more games over the christmas period so I think that will have a little bit of a bearing on the team. I think Personally, we play we play Burnley, don't we? The week a few days before we got Burnley, we got Burnley. Yeah, on the Saturday it'd be Woolwich on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, and then we have got Everton yeah. on the Sunday. But then we play again Tuesday. Is that the Barcelona? Then we play again. No, yeah. then we play again Wednesday
0: and Saturday yeah. at Wembley. But with Burnley so. a few days before at home, I want to see in, the full in, in, in my opinion, this League Cup. You're in the quarter-finals and the fact we're playing Arsenal now needs to be prioritised around those sets of fixtures. So if we've got three games in eight days, I actually now want to see us say, OK, fine, the cup in that period of games is the priority and the fact that it's Arsenal. If we'd have had Burton at home, you could have and played a, rotated and played a lot yeah. of the fringe players again and got through. But the fact is we haven't. We've got Arsenal. And like what you say, Sam, we're going to be playing Arsenal twice in December away. Imagine going there and taking two wins. What a statement that yeah, would
1: be. And we've also, we know where we are in the Champions League by then yeah. as well. So, you know, if we're out of that, we we can prioritise. And, yeah. you know Because I think the Thursday Cups are, you know, we could end up playing Arsenal in the Thursday Cup, maybe. I,
0: I'm all for us being in the Europa League. I would rather us get in the Europa League than finish fourth in our mm. group. Because the Europa League, one is another trophy to fight for it's another route into the champions league because you don't quite know where you're going to no. finish up and when you've got a squad as big as ours that's a good thing you want to be playing every four or five days it's sharpness it's
1: better to be doing that i, I, I think it is sometimes yeah i don't I,
0: buy all the fitness worries and doubts the professional footballers they're more than capable of doing it like you say our squad's more than capable i think this arsenal game needs to be the priority for that month we should have a full-strength team put out for that game. And I think we will. And I, I think, think we will. will. I have faith in Potsdam and I have faith in the squad that will go there and win. Because I, I think I, we're a better team, I actually. Don't. Let's
1: also see what the ticket allocation is. Very well, it, it
0: won't be what we expect because no. it never is. It Because of security, well, we, we won't be get getting... 4, yeah, only get 4,000 tickets But he actually, in my opinion, went with a stronger side at West Ham than I yeah, thought he was going four, to. Yeah. Is, it, attacking-wise, anyway. With... Son, Eriksson, Ali. Yeah, I that,
1: thought yeah, I thought he juggled the two games really perfectly. well. City yeah. and West Ham. He, yeah, uh, arguably we could have had the draw against City, and yeah. I, and I think the players that he played and he used players. You know, Ali and Eriksson coming back from injury. You know, they had seventy mm-hmm. minutes and eighty minutes. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good after after the disappointment. I think of. Uh, PSV and then City I think it's not been a terrible week it was
0: good to bounce back yeah. and we've got Wolves at the weekend so we play Wolves away it's Saturday night football yeah. so it's 7.45 kick off um, Wolves have they started the season fantastically newly promoted side they took points off City and they went to Old Trafford and got a draw so some fantastic results for them they've dipped recently I think a lot of teams have sort of figured out how to play yeah, against yeah. them I think the first 11 games of the season Wolves named an unchanged side yes. So I think now he's going to have to start tweaking the players, the system a little bit. But that's not an easy game to go in there. Game. They're really difficult but what game. I think suits us is they're a good football inside. Yeah. They get the ball down, they want to play. And I like to think if they say to us, OK, let's have an open game of football... won't be a contest. ...that we should, we should be better.
1: What do we think about Saturday night football? Because I know my old mate in Stockport, Cole... He's not a big fan of I it. I like it. I like it personally because it gives you all day to do things I and then like you it. settle down and watch like the football it. court right As long yeah. as we
0: win, I don't mind what time's first play. What a brilliant answer. Um, what are your predictions for that Wolves game? I, I think we'll go there and win. I think we'll keep a clean sheet which would be nice. I could see us going there and winning 2-0. Yeah, I'd say that as well. 2-3-0. No, I think it'd be comfortable.
1: 3-1, I'm not comfortable with us so keep them clean sheet. 2-0 upset piece, 2-1. Oh yeah, the panic and then yeah. we we'll are nick it again. Yeah. Any... I'll take one nil now. Yeah, any, you know, any, any win, yeah. We need to, uh, you know, up the top of the table. We can't afford the teams to get seven, eight points in front of us. We know how hard that is to make yeah. up. Yeah. It's time
0: for the We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz.
2: We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur.
0: So, as usual, Simon Mitchell, the quiz master, has sent this mm-hmm. one in. Um, so, for anybody that hasn't listened to this bit before, I will give you a game that Spurs have yeah. played. Um, it can go as far back, pretty much, since records began. I'll give you the date, of the year, the formation we played. Yeah. I'll give you about six of the players that started for us, and then you've got to try and work out yeah. the rest of that team. Mm-hmm. So, the game that we're doing today is 6th of March, 2011. Wolves free, Tottenham free. Was the game Kevin Doyle, um, good knowledge. Uh, we played a 4 4 2 formation Spurs that day. So, uh, the goalkeeper in that game is a question mark. The defence is right back was Alan Hutton,
2: yeah.
0: Centre halves Michael Dawson, William Gallas,
2: yeah.
0: the Left back Benoit Asui Kotto, yeah. Right hand side of midfield is a question mark, yeah. Left hand side of midfield was Luka Modric. Oh yeah. Both the centre midfielders are question marks. Yeah. Centre forwards. One was Jermaine Defoe and the yeah. other is a question mark. So you need to get the goalkeeper, the right midfielder, both centre midfielders and the centre forwards. Right, it. it's two thousand eleven, that's the year we were first in the Champions League. 2010-2011. So it's red nap. Okay Good, great, knowledge. great so, knowledge. and the Kevin Doyle Kevin, didn't he get... It? Yeah. Kevin Doyle got a brace for Wolves in that game. So yeah. go for the keeper first. I'm i am going to going say oh, Friedel. Friedel. was not Friedel. Okay. okay. Good Cheney. Wasn't good Cheney. I'm trying to think It's not... The a, it's a, The the goalkeeper is not a trick one. He's the goalkeeper that played... Rockwell would have left by then, wouldn't Gomez? he? Gomez. Gomez. Gomez is your goalkeeper. So you've now got Gomez in goal, you've got your defence. Got Hutton, yeah. Dawson, Gallas, Cotto Modric's on the left, so you need your right midfielder and then your two central two midfielders. Centre,
1: so the midfield to the like, What was Clenchard playing? Go with Aaron if Lennon. It, I'd go Van de Vaart then if it's the Champions League here.
0: Yeah. Not Van de Vaart. I'd go with Aaron Lennon on the right. Not Aaron Lennon on the right. Okay. Um. Uh, Okay, so there's two central midfielders and up. Try and think about that game, because you remember Kevin Doyle scoring. Can you remember anything else about that game? Tommy Huddleston. No, not Tommy Huddleston. I need a pen a bit of paper. Jermaine me. Defoe in that game, who oh. we know was up, up front, God. scored two lovely 25 yarders edge of the box, top corner, I top remember, corner. Uh, yeah.
1: Um,
0: Shall I give you a clue? No, I, yeah, go on then. Go on. Um, the right-hand side midfielder, the um, South African. Stephen Paynear. Great knowledge. Stephen Pienaar was playing right inside the midfield. I would have never got that. Was Two cra- Was Crouch up from? Wasn't Crouch. Ooh. Two centre midfielders. Um, one of them is a current pundit. JJ. Jermaine Genius, And the other one is Brazilian. Sandro. 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 Bang on. And then the centre forward alongside Defoe. Number nine was his shirt Burbatov. number at the time. Not Berbatov Meadow. Not Mido Oh, oh Freddie Canuto. Not Freddie Canuto. No, he he actually scored the third goal in this game. You are going too far back. Wait, too far. Number nine Pavlyuchenko oh. Pavlichenko. Roman Pavlyuchenko <laughs> Very good. So that team, sixth of March two thousand eleven, Wolves three, Tottenham three. Gomez in goal, back four of Hutton, Dawson, Galas, Asuikoto. midfield of Pinar, Sandro, Genus and Modric, and then up front was Defoe and Pavliacenko. Defoe got two. Did Doyle get two. Doyle got two. That's what so it I went 1-0 Wolves, Doyle scored after about 5 minutes. That Defoe means. got two in 2 minutes, so we were 2-1 up. Doyle got a penalty right on half time, so it was 2-2 two two at half time. Right at the start of the second half Pavlichenko and then 85th, 86 minutes Stephen Fletcher off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: I can't I really can't I remember, remember that. The day. Doyle but, I can't remember that now. Yeah. When, what was the
0: date of it? 6 of March 2011. I remember that game so vividly because Defoe scored two goals. What they
1: like one,
0: like 25 yards, coffee. they were not goals that Defoe would ever normally score. So, thanks, Simon, as always. Yes, always yes, yes, very something good, very good. A uh, quick fantasy football update. So, the top three in the Echoes of Glory League is still as it was a couple of weeks ago. So, Richard Healy, James Lamont and Dan Hearn Ooh. making up the top three as a holiday, Dan. Where's Abbas? Um, nowhere to be seen. Oh, he's, probably, he's probably at a language school or something like that tonight. <laughs> That's where it will be. Um, so that's fantasy football, so keep up the good work, you guys, in the top three there. We've got a few listener questions to yeah. finish up. So, Giles Edwards, Giles, who was on the show uh, only yeah. a few weeks ago, yes. on that AVB special. Very good, very good. Um, if you had to choose Poch or Kane to leave and join Madrid in oh. January, who would it be? Sam, I'll come to you with that one. Poch. Reason being. I could see it happening. I could, I could see, I could see,
1: I could see the move happening. I couldn't see Kane leaving. Okay. Poch, because you can't sell your best players. We've done that. we made that mistake. I feel so bad saying that
0: because he's everything the club stands for. But Big Adam Tindall uh, has said, Tino, where is his head at? Fans and players are still with him, but is the club on the same page? I'll come to you with that one.
1: Uh, yeah, I think we are. I think we're all on the same page. I think it's just frustration. I think we was all hoping to be in the new ground now, and I think it's putting putting the project back a little bit by not being in the new ground. We don't know where, we, where we're going and what we're doing, and I think that's the way he feels. Yeah.
0: Uh, another
1: one from Big Tindall,
0: Sam, this one's for you. January transfer window, can we pull another van der Vaart out of the bag? Do you think we'll see many exits? I don't think we'll see many exits, don't think we'll see any exits. I think Pochettino and I think Levy to an extent will be eager to do business in January to make up for the summer, but again, I think it's very, very difficult to sign players for the right money who are the right quality to suit the team. And I'd much rather us not sign anyone than waste money on players that aren't going to improve the first
1: eleven. I think um, a lot depends we get from the Champions League. Um, that'll have, a, you know, that that have some basis on what, where we're going to spend the money. I wouldn't rule out maybe a contract rebel being sold if the money was right, either a Dembele or even Alderveld or Rose. If someone come in with the right amount of money, um, I wouldn't rule out someone being sold for 35, 40 million. Just a
0: quick one there. You mentioned players that will improve the first 11. We all know that is quite challenging to do. Yeah, it's really hard. But if I throw some names out there for you, because a lot of people talk about this and say, well, who? Throw, throw some names out there. Yeah, at go them. on. Ross Barkley, okay. Kovacic, both gone to Chelsea mm-hmm. both are not guaranteed starters but have definitely strengthened Chelsea in those areas have Ross Barkley. Would, would either of those players have strengthened Tottenham yes
1: Ross uh, Barkley definitely
0: no not at the time with Ross Barkley Ross Barkley under Sarri has sort of revitalised his career at the time and the way Ross Barkley was playing I don't think it would have been a good signing now definitely he's playing really well he's English He's he'd be good in our team but at the time I don't think so, and I don't think Kovacic, I think he's a good player, but I don't really think he's in it to to progress in the team. I think he's on loan to impress Real Madrid so he can go back and play from next season. My point on that, the reason I asked that question is, I think Tottenham would be a better team with either of those players as part mm. of the squad. Yeah, we would. Yeah. I, and think, I, I think, think finding we'll... that player that's going to break into the first team at the minute, that's difficult. That but, is difficult. But what what I would say is, if you look at City, you look at Liverpool, they've gone out and bought players. Yeah. And they're not necessarily starting. No. City went and bought Mares. I think yeah. that game against us was one of the few starts he's had. But they're a better side with him. Yeah. And the same with Liverpool. They bought Chieta and they bought Fabinho. They're not starting regularly, but they're a better side with them. Yeah. That's my point on it, that... I agree. You, you'll do well. You'll do well, well to find anyone to, that would one get, team, that, one get in our first team, but that two we could realistically get. Well, I don't yeah, think there's you, anybody. Yeah. I don't think for really, the money as well. Realistically, that's issue, realistically, I don't think there's anybody we could go and buy no, that would not. be good enough to go straight in the first no, team. No, probably not. But then I do think that there are players that we could have got, as the names I've mentioned, that would have strengthened us. Even a Jack Grealish... It yeah, would strengthen you in other areas. Yeah. It's not going to come in and, sh- and say to Ericsson, you're not in the side anymore. No. Yeah. But I still think... I think they're the type of players in January that we will look to bring in. Yeah, yeah. I just don't we think... We do like, need to bring someone in, I, I think. Just don't think I just don't think it's worth it for the money that you would spend on these players. You look at someone like Wilfred Zaha, I would really really liked the club. He would have improved it. But for the ridiculous money of, that yeah. they were talking, it's probably not worth it. So you've got to yeah. get that, some so that. See, that kind of, of transfer... I would love yeah, but, but realistically probably. that's well, not going to happen we're, we're not, not so. going to put 70 mil down on the table for a player for and, and the wages that's not going to everyone else yeah. is going to be whinging about the wages but I, I do think that there are players the ones I mentioned yeah, yeah, that I totally we could agree. realistically have financially got yes, that would have improved us yeah, as a no, side I totally agree with okay. that um, final question is from Ricardo on Facebook um, and this is Pochettino's recent quote. So my feeling is not the best feeling. I've had better feeling in previous seasons. Still, we are not showing that level to be a real contender. That is just my opinion. Do you agree with with what Pochettino's is saying as a statement?
1: Yeah, I do in a way. As I said, to, you know, previously said a few minutes ago. You know, I think it's just where the club is at the moment. I think then, we're all all a bit frustrated, but we've all got to pull together and get behind the team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. we we're, we're, we're not we're not playing the best football. We're not.
0: We're not getting the greatest results in terms of goals and the way we're playing, but we're up there. We're, what, five points off top of the league? Yeah. We've got a chance to get into the semi-finals of one of the Cups already. We're not in as bad of a situation as Tottenham fans are saying we are. And like you said, Dad, we've got to pull together, get behind the team... Because this is an extremely important it's season. What we do best at Tottenham. We all, yeah. you know, get behind our team, unlike other London clubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be another big week, but remember, whatever happens, the future's bright. The future's really white Come on, you Spurs!
2: I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion.
0: Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and
2: one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. (laughs) The curve of the ball the billow of the net, the beating of the trap, and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott, and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat-trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever.
1: Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game,
2: isn't it always? We are Jennings. Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blanche Ardelis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream, to dare, is to do.